0: Other Side of Midnight. 77 W-A-B-C. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. Dr. Sky coming up in just a moment. I know a lot of you have been focused on the news regarding the latest Trump indictment and arraignment. We're going to talk about that a little later as well. But don't forget about the first trial that we're likely to see, the one right in our backyard in Manhattan in the case brought by Alvin Bragg, because there was some major news on this case yesterday, which just makes me scratch my head and confuses the heck out of me. And the good news is, if you're a judge or a judicial candidate, what the Judicial Ethics Commission has essentially just said is that you are now free to make campaign contributions. You might remember The judge that is presiding over the Trump state case, Juan Mershon, actually made multiple campaign contributions in 2020, which you're not allowed to do. You're not supposed to do. It is a clear violation of the rules prohibiting judges from engaging in political activity. And there he is on record doing so. So I filed a complaint with the Judicial Ethics Committee and yesterday they have responded. They issued an advisory opinion, the ethics panel for the Judicial Ethics Committee, saying Mershon's impartiality is unimpaired, and even going so far as to say that no one could question his impartiality. I mean, this is absolutely absurd. Of course, His impartiality is impaired. Now, maybe he's going to do the best job in the world, but the fact that he made campaign contributions to the guy running against the person whose trial he's presiding over means that it will never be perceived that way. The public is always going to look at this judge as biased. This is why he should not be able to preside over this case and this is why these rules exist. The judicial ethics committee is a total joke and they just proved so yesterday. Beam me up. To be continued. The other side at midnight. You Local spotlight. Good morrow! Well, maybe not for Met fans. The outlook wasn't brilliant for the Mets that day. Their chances seemed dim, their hopes in disarray. The Subway Series is underway with the Yankees as the foe and loyal Met fans like me had mixed feelings in tow. But hope sprang eternal in my Met-loving heart. For this year was different. A brand new start with Steve Cohen as owner and a hefty payroll too. We thought this could be the year dreams just might come true. The lineup was stacked with stars at every base. Lindor, Conforto, McNeil, and the rest of the chase. The fans packed the stadium, their voices filled with cheer, anticipating a victory, longing to end the years of fear. And then in the first inning, the Yankees struck first, a crushing blow to our hopes like a heart that's burst. Giancarlo Stanton with a homer, the ball sailed so high, I closed my eyes and prayed, oh how time does fly. But the Mets fought back, displaying their medal, tied the game, brought hope, made our spirits settle. In the sixth, the Yankees took the lead again. My heart sank. My optimism waned. Each team exchanged blows. Back and forth they went. A slugfest of emotions our hearts truly spent. The game was tied. The tension did rise, but alas, it was not meant to be. Defeat in our eyes. The Yankees scored a run. The final blow was dealt. A crushing 7-6 loss. My heart bruised and welted. There's no joy in Metville. The cheers turned to sorrow. Another bitter defeat. A wound that's hard to swallow. Oh, Casey mighty Mighty Casey where were you this night or at least Alonzo could you have saved us brought us the delight but our dreams were shattered our hopes crushed to dust In the heart of Metville, disappointment is a must, yet still we stand by our team through thick and thin for hope springs eternal even when we don't win. We'll dust off our jerseys, return to the game, for the Mets are our passion and they're always to blame. So onward we march with faith in our hearts through the trials and tribulations, the painful starts for one day we'll triumph. Our dreams will come true and the Subway Series will belong to the Blue and Orange crew. In the meantime, in Metville, we'll keep our spirits high, supporting our team letting out a collective sigh. Though the losses sting, our love won't be deterred, for in the heart of Metville, true fans are always stirred. I see. The other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. Do bad boys deserve good dogs? That is what New Jersey is contemplating. Incarcerated people with disabilities could get service and companion animals. Under new legislation proposed by several Democratic state lawmakers, Assemblyman Reginald Atkins said the animals could help people in prison with daily activities made difficult by their disabilities as well as serve as a calming influence to help them cope with the stress of incarceration. Under the bill, someone who uses a service animal and gets sentenced to state prison would be able to petition the Department of Corrections to bring their animal behind bars with them. Those already incarcerated would also be able to request a service animal. As you know, I am a big advocate for people who happen to be incarcerated. I think they should be treated with dignity. I think they should be uh, see- seeing their rights preserved. I'm all for helping them rehabilitate. I don't think prison should be... As onerous a punishment as possible, I think it should be designed to rehabilitate someone and help them become productive members of society while you're keeping dangerous people from harming good people. That being said, I think this bill is just crazy. I would have supported this 15 or 20 years ago if you told me in this language that this is what they were going to do. But I have seen the issue of service animals totally abused. And now... People are bringing all sorts of service animals with them all over the place, on flights, in hotel rooms. It's a work everywhere. And they say their pet is a service animal. Well, what's your disability? Are you blind? No. Uh, It's an emotional support dog. I mean, I'm not downplaying the value that pets can play in helping people and giving them emotional support. But it has so totally been abused by law-abiding citizens. Can you imagine once we open this up to prisoners? Forget about it. Beam me up! To be continued. The other side of midnight. Local spotlight. You know, if you've listened to this program for any length of time, I am a big believer that non-lawyers should play a greater role in the court system, not less of a role. There's a reason ...that the frame, the founding fathers didn't require lawyers to be Supreme Court justices. Anybody can be appointed to the Supreme Court. And we've seen a number of judges over the years that have been very distinguished in their careers that have not been lawyers. It's only relatively recently that the judiciary has become the domain of these professional lawyers... And now the New York State Bar Association has declared its stance in favor of a significant overhaul of the state's legal system, and it's taking aim, among other things, at a common practice in upstate New York that allows non-lawyers to become Judges, The association would also like to see the establishment of district courts and a revolutionary revamp of sentencing procedures. Essentially, they're trying to make it so that these town justices, which serve in Long Island and in other parts of the state, can no longer be laymen. There are about 30 states in this country that provide some venue for non-lawyers to serve as judges. That's a good thing. If they're not being trained adequately, require more training because I got news for you. There's plenty of judges that are lawyers that are making poor decisions. And there's no reason that you should have to be a lawyer to be a judge and interpret the law as it's applied and as it's written But you can be a non-lawyer and write the law. It makes no sense. You can be a non-lawyer president or governor and enforce the law. You can be a non-lawyer congressman or state legislator and write the law. Why should you have to be a lawyer to read the law? We need to expand. The role of non-lawyers in the courts, not do as the Bar Association wants to do and make it a lawyers only club. This only will make the legal system and the court system more alien to people that don't feel lawyers really speak for them. Beam me up to be continued.